Okay, yes, we should be zocha to, to start fresh, to start new. As we know, one of the biggest challenges that we all have, that a person has in life, one of the biggest challenges is the fact that we get stuck. And a person gets stuck, especially when he has a nisayin. When a person has a challenge in life, when you have a nisayin, what happens is you can get very stuck and you can get down and you can sort of not be able to, to really sort of step away from your thinking and from the Nisayan. A lot of times what happens is our thinking and the way we view something is the bigger problem than the problem itself that we're facing. Is that, oh, I'll never get out of it. I'll never be able to change. I'll never be able to grow. I'll never be able to... Uh, see light at the end of the tunnel. I'll always be like this, as we say many times, right? Uh, change is, a, is like a paradox. On one hand, our whole entire life, we want to change, we want to change, we want to change. But on the other hand, we, we don't know how to change. And, and it's uncomfortable to change. And we're comfortable sometimes being in our misery. As I've said many times, the misery of... The certainty of misery, I'd rather be, a person would rather be, rather be certainly miserable than miserably uncertain. I'll say that again. A person would rather be certain, you know you have your certain misery, you know what your misery is, than to be, have the misery of, of uncertainty, which is, I don't know what it feels like, I don't know what it's going to be like, I don't know what it is to wake up and to have uh, positive thoughts. I don't know what it is to feel free from my tivus. I don't know who I would be if I'd be a person who could overcome the nisyonis that I have. So in a certain way, the Yitzhahara keeps us locked in. The Yitzhahara locks us in and keeps us comfortably miserable in a certain way because I know what I, what, what I can complain about. Oh, thank you very much. I know what I can complain about and I know, oh, thank you. Thank you, sorry. Um, so a person sometimes would rather be comfortably, comfortable in, in, oh my God, okay, okay, thank you. Thank you very much. So a person would, would, uh, would, would uh, sometimes what happens is we, we, we get stuck in a certain way and we can't imagine being a different me. And the avoda is twofold. The avoda is the, the, the work that a person could do is twofold. Number one is to, is to really believe that you can be someone who you want to be. That you can really reinvent yourself. And you can really slowly, I think that's really the second thing, slowly you can climb out. If you keep on doing the actions that are, that are shaykh to the way that you want to be free. If you, pick, if you pick an example of something that you're struggling with, you pick one thing that you're struggling with, you know, and you got to take one thing at a time, and you gotta, you got to focus on it. And you have to ask for help. And you have to daven for it. And it could take you years. 
Sometimes a midah, right? We've said this over many times from the Chedushia Rim. I mean, Chedushia Rim, we can't imagine. For the Chedushia Rim to say that it took him 16 years to work on the midah of seeing the good in another person. So think about, analyze what that means. 16 years. First of all, it's 16 years of the Chedushia Rim, which is probably like all the work of, uh, of all of us here, no offense to anybody, all together in a lifetime. His avoidah, to imagine the Chedushia Rim, his hard work, and, and he had to stick with it. That means after a year, after two years, he's like, okay, I don't see any results. Where are my results? So the first thing is to hang on. You hang on. You got to hang on to find the Yeshua that you're looking for. You have to stick with it. Stick with it. Whether you have anxiety, whether you have insecurities, whether you have tivus. Some people struggle nowadays. Tivus is very, very heavy on somebody. Very heavy tivus. So you can't just say, okay, I'm going to knock, knock it out in one second. You got to literally read about it. You got to talk to people about it. You got to work on it. You got to mamish, go ahead and, and, and spend time. And then you have to have patience. You have to have patience. You have to have patience. And I've said this many times when, when we've uh, learned together. I've said this many, many times. I'll take it here. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you, Kivya. I've said this many times um, that you, you have to ask somebody what is my expected time to get out of this thing? And you have to ask the person and who's been there and gotten out of it and say, what do I expect? How long do, does, do I, do, should I expect to be free from this thing. I remember someone once asked me in Shalom Bayas, we were talking uh, together, and one of the guys asked me, okay, so how long do you think this thing's gonna take until it's, until it's good, until it's, you know? So I said, uh, probably 20 years. And I meant it, so what, so what does that mean? So when he's 10 years in, he's not gonna be upset. 15 years in, he knows now if it happens before, great. A person says, that's why I love when guys come to yeshiva, right? and they come and then they like, consider, oh, am I coming back another year? Am I, right, one year. One year, what's one? One year, right? Ben, how long have you been in yeshiva for? Is your what? Four, complete four years. Imagine if you would have left after one year. Yeah, what? Exactly, exactly. So four years, right? right? It takes time. A person comes, as I've said many times, a person's negative for 19. He grows up in a negative home. His mother's negative. His father's negative. The, the society in general is negative. Your brain naturally is negative. So you're, you're one big ball of negativity. And then you discover a concept. You come to this year and we talk about learning how to be positive, being patient with positivity. And then what happens? Oh, I want to be healed in one second to be positive. It, do, it doesn't work like that. It takes time. It takes time. Things take time. To change and to grow takes time. Nobody just grows overnight. Then your shirt and your pants, right, and your, your whole wardrobe wouldn't fit you if in one night you grew. What happens? Hashem makes it that a person grows slowly, slowly. Your hair, Right? Shimmy, how long did it take you to get beautiful hair like that? What, a month? Hmm? One year. 
talking about full year. You think a guy could, could look so, so nice, right? It takes time to grow. It takes, uh, it takes time for, for something to grow. And, then when that, and that's only hair. So could you, imagine, could you imagine growing inside? Could you imagine how long it takes, right? Could you imagine how long it takes for a person to grow inside, to work on himself, right? When a person works out, how long does it take? Yitzi, how long did it take you? Yitzi, Shappi, how long did it take you in the army? How long did it take you to feel comfortable to be a, a great soldier? How many, how many, how long? Hmm? Long time. Long time. Anything worth, anything worth anything, anything worth anything takes time and takes patience and takes a person to know how, what my direction is. And I've said many times, and then I'll, I'll pass it, pass the mic to all of you, right? One of my favorite quotes is that it's not how fast you're going, it's what direction you are going in. Right? You could have somebody who's walking up north, he's walking north, he'll eventually get to Tzfas. Eventually he'll get there, right? Take him a week, like it take him two weeks if he starts walking. But if you're going 50 miles per hour, going south, it'll take you a few years till you go around the globe and come all the way around to Tzvas. So it's not how fast you're going, it's what direction you're going in. And if you're going in the right direction, then usually what's gonna happen is you will get there. You will get there, you will get there, slowly but surely. Okay, question, comments, please. Then we'll begin the Hilchus Lashara. It's like Hilchus Lashnara. We've been learning Hilchus Lashnara for a long time. It takes time till you don't want to talk Lashnara anymore. It takes time. Oh, Daniel's here. It takes time, patience, time, patience. The guy says, how many times do I speak to him? Say, oh, how old are you? Oh, I'm 21, I'm 20, I'm this, 22, I'm this. Oh, I'm so old, so old. Yes, Raphael. Um, regarding the fact that it takes a long time to change and to grow, so it might sound very depressing if something takes 20 years. But I think there's two answers to that. First yeah. of all, when you're working, so in 20 years you might fully get there, but even in the first year you might start to exactly. get results that are satisfying. Correct. And the main thing is if you enjoy the process and it's not only about the results, so then the way there is also great because you're enjoying the process and you're into what you're doing. You're exactly. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yes, a million percent. And I want to say something on the process thing. Because process is, is, um, is, is a, very, it's a very hard thing. Because sometimes when a person says, uh, enjoy the journey, enjoy the process, which refills 100, 100% right. But it's, it's, even, it's even, and I don't want to say even more. I had this, I had this in my own life recently. Where I, where I wanted to lose weight. I decided I wanted to lose weight. I'm getting, I'm getting a little bit older. I'm still very young. But Baruch Hashem, I'm getting a little bit older. And I wanted to watch my weight more. And what I started doing is I weighed myself. And they say you're not supposed to weigh yourself um, a lot. So you don't weigh yourself every day. I would weigh myself every Friday at the end of the week. And I was on a, I still am on a, um, a very strong diet um, of uh, a certain diet 
that I'm actually enjoying and it's pretty sustainable, the diet that I'm on. And I hit a point, I hit a point where I said, I'm not weighing myself anymore. Why? Because the weight, me weighing myself was, was the, was the, was my goal. My goal was I'm, I want to lose weight. But then when it hit me, so I said, one second, am I happy with the way I'm eating? Am I happy the way I feel the way I'm eating? Is the way I'm eating the way that I'm going to lose weight? So if that's true, then I don't need to weigh myself. Because why am I gonna have the scale define for me whether I'm doing the work that I need to be doing? And the second that in my mind, I said I'm not weighing myself anymore because it doesn't matter how much I weigh, but rather I'm happy the way I eat, I'm confident in the way I eat, this is the way I wanna eat, so that's actually when I'm losing more and more weight. Oh, how do I know? Because I know, I know I am. I know and I feel I am. About being happy the way you look. Exactly, correct. So about being happy the way you eat, being happy the way, so that's why I'm saying what Phil says about the journey. Sometimes it's very hard, sometimes we, we, we as much as we, we say the journey, the journey, the journey, but at the end of the day, I want my destination. And I'm, like Rafil is saying, you know, you know uh, uh, if you enjoy what it is that you're doing. But, but I'm saying it, I'm, I'm just explaining what Rafil was saying. I'm emphasizing on the fact that, that if you are confident with the way you're waking up in the morning and the way you're going to sleep and the way you're living your life, whatever it might be, if you have anxiety and you're working on not being anxious, so if you're doing everything you have to do and you're speaking to the right people, and you're reading the books, then you are 100% happy with what it is that you're doing. The result is a separate conversation. The result is a separate conversation. Now obviously that's a high level, but it's a level that is attainable. It's a level that's very attainable. And if a person, what happens is, when a person is very goal-oriented, which is great, it's great to be goal-oriented, but when you forget about the, the daily, as we say many times, arichas yamim. It's called arichas yamim. We want to live long days. When you're waking up when you want to wake up, when you're filling up your day, exercising, working out, eating right, choosing to learn in the base medrash, not being on your phone, not so people say, oh, I want to conquer my tithes. How long are you on your phone? Are you on your phone a lot? Right? What, how is my daily activities? What am I doing in my daily activities? When you focus on that, it's like the Hilchah Sashar. I say this all the time to people. Don't focus on whether you judge people favorably or not judge people favorably. Don't focus on whether you speak Lashon or you don't speak Lashon Ask yourself one question. Are you learning Hilchah Lashon If you're learning Hilchah Lashon every day, and that's great. I say it to everybody when it comes to even coming to Ms. Hilsi you, you don't have to, are you coming to Ms. Hilsi How often do you come to Ms. Hilsi How often are you, are you talking to, you know, talking about life and, and, and talking about what's real and, and not just talking about stupidity? And when a person starts living in that world, then he's already living the life. 
Because I, I want to tell you guys a little secret, right? Everyone thinks, oh, when I get to be 20, right? Think about it in your mind. When are you going to be happy with your life? When you get to what age? What age? Married, kids, blah, 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 right? That, that's what people usually think. When I get to this, when I conquer this, then I'll be happy. When I conquer that, then I'll be happy. When I meet that girl, the right girl, and I this, then I'll be happy. That means when you get to those stages, you'll be fine? No, you're going to have something else that you're going to want to chase. You're going to be chasing something else. So when a person learns, yes, make the goals. Make the, the, the benchmark of where you want to be. But realize that it's not about achieving the benchmark. It's, I think the winningest coach in college, I think at least from my last statistics, I think John Gooden, you guys could look, could look it up. John Gooden is the winningest coach of college basketball history. Look that up, Ben, just to make sure I'm not making up stories over here. Okay, good. Bad reception. Okay, but look it up. John Gooden. They say one of the things that he did as the winningest coach in, championship, in, in college um, uh, basketball was he said practice. I don't know, Yitzi, if you'll tell us if there's the same in the Army, right? Is that practice and a game was the same exact thing. What he taught his players was when you're practice, when you're practicing and you're playing, there's nothing called you practice less than when you're game time. If you're living your life, if you're living your life on a daily basis, if you're living your life on a daily basis, the way you wanna live your life, then you will accomplish and get to every goal that you want to get to. That is what's going to happen. Why? Because that in itself, right? That in itself is, is a strong goal. That you want to live, you want to live a fulfilled life. So live your fulfilled life, right? Why do people want to be rich? Why do people want to um, be successful in, in anything? Why, 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 what, what's the motivation, right? It's not the money. People don't want the money. Some money, some it's status, some it's you could do whatever you want, some it's happiness that they think it brings them. So if I have happiness and I feel good about myself without that, then I already achieved. How many people have so much money and they're sad? How many people don't have money and they're happy? So it's not, it's not the, 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 the thing that you think you're chasing. It's not that thing that you really want. Person doesn't, it's not that you want marriage. Some people say, oh, I want to get married. I want to get married. Why do you want to get married? People might feel lonely. They want to feel they have healthy relationship with somebody. They want to, they want to share their life with somebody, right? So a lot of people are married and they're very lonely. So, so, well, so, so, so you got married not to be lonely. You could get married and you're still lonely. You have to learn how to, how to live the life that you want to live now. 
And the more a person gets clear about living the life that he wants, right? Forget about it when it comes to Torah, forget about it. When it comes to Limanat Torah, you think you're ever going to be satisfied to say, oh, I made it. I made it in my learning Torah. I made it in my keeping mitzvahs. You never make it. There's always more Torah to learn. There's always more mitzvahs. And Lahavdal, did you ever meet a millionaire? You ever met a guy who made $5 million? And then he says, okay, I'm taking my $5 million. I'm putting it in my bank account. And I'm not making any more money because I made my $5 million. How come that doesn't happen? Why does that happen? Because that's not what people do. What people do is they constantly chase different things as opposed to I'm living the life that I want to live. Okay, question and comments. And then, uh, I don't know where the purity of speech is. And then we'll start on halacha. Question comments. Yes, Ben. Um, I just had a question regarding goal setting. Um, in regards to setting goals to reach, right? So we're saying, okay, set yourself a goal. Now, the, my question is, how specific or how smart is it to be specific on the goal? Because in a sense, let's say my goal is to come to Yeshiva and learn 12 o'clock in the month. Right. Right. right, so now that I set that goal, and now that I've achieved that goal, so then I feel like there's a certain point where you're at the risk of possibly falling into the mediocre status because you could have achieved more, but being that you've set your precedence to your goal to be X, Y, and Z, right. you're only running towards that. Right. But if you set your goal to, I want to learn as many block of the world as I can, right. then you're not setting yourself to a certain limit, you're setting yourself, kind of like what you said in regards to the way you're something which is, I, you know, put your vision a certain way, but then it's like, hey, I'm going to surpass it. There's no reason to stop you. Right. So in regards to setting goals, where, where does that, where do you draw that fine line? Like, right, so that's a great question. So, so just to be honest with you about that, so first of all, there's a great um, line that I, that I like, and I think it's so true, is that vague goals create vague results, right? Clear goals create clear results. But, but not just to say it as a sentence, as a line. I think that, that you also have to learn yourself. You have to know yourself. I went a long time weighing myself. And that was good also. So it's not, it's not like, oh, this is the only way to do it. You wanna, you wanna the, more, the more you set, the more times you set goals. You could set goals, I would suggest everybody set goals once a week. You could re, why not? Update goals. You could do it once a week, do it once every other week, do it once a month, do it, I wouldn't do it once a day. That's a little bit too intense. I would probably do it once a week. Make yourself three, four, five goals and see if during the week you were able to do it. Now, if you feel that you, that you did too little, then you could put more. If you feel you did too more, too much, you could do less. But it's always good to be open and, and learn yourself and learn what, what works for you. Now, should we push, should one try to push themselves to always achieve greater than the results they think they can actually achieve? Because what I'm, what again, I'm that's again, Ben, that's also. Right, but again, Ben, Ben, again, some people, some people, they overachieve. And some people come from a home where their expectations are too high and you're never good enough. So sometimes a person needs to create lower goals that are achievable. Some people 
grow up in homes where there are no expectations and they need to learn to set higher goals. So that's a way that you could speak to your a Rebbe, you could speak to a friend, you could speak to a therapist, you could speak to someone, and you could get to know yourself and say, wait, am I the type of person that I set too high of goals and I'm never satisfied? Or am I someone who doesn't set high enough goals? Am I someone who's afraid to be mediocre? Or am I someone who needs to learn that it's okay for me to be mediocre? You have, to, you have to get to know yourself. You have to know. It's individualized. I guarantee you there's some people here who, who their parents, usually a lot of times it comes from a father. We're, we're men, so the father to the son. If your father was hard on you and your father had high expectations and demands and, and you were never good enough, so it could be you'll never feel that you were good enough. So there you might want to do things that make you feel good enough. And then other people might have fathers who were, had zero expectations from them. And they need a kick in the pants. And they need to, a little bit to say, you know what, you gotta, you gotta set higher goals. You're not setting high enough goals. Right? So I, I don't think that it's, and you know what, certain stage, and also certain stages in your life. At certain stages in your life. When you're going through a hard time, it could be you gotta set lower goals and be good, good to yourself and don't push yourself. Right? It's like when you work out, it's like anything. Certain times you need to be pushing harder. Sometimes you got to chill out a little bit. You have to work with yourself. You have to know yourself. Yes, Yehuda. Thank you, Ben. Ben. Right? Ben sitting here, here want, wanting to, to learn with a notebook, thinking. That, that's, that's already the end. It's not about getting there. It's about putting yourself in the right place, in the right seat. Surrounding yourself with the right people. You surround yourself with the right people. You do the right... There are no... There are no I, I just want to say, there are no tricks to failure and there are no tricks to success. People who fail are consistent in why they fail. People who succeed are consistent in why they succeed. You speak to anyone over here. You speak to... You're right? You, you, ben, you yourself went to the army. How many people could say that they are, were willing, right? We have two, how many, who else here? We have two, Rafael also, I'm sorry if, if I'm allowed to say that. Am I allowed to say that? It's not Lashonara, right? yeah, okay, good. So that, 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 that right, Rafael went to the army, Ben, I'm saying, Rabbi Fryman, you're a little bit, not really, you yeah, carry a gun, Moshe Matisio, whatever, yeah. The, the, but what's the shot? Right, but Rabbi Friedman anyway, right? Rabbi Friedman uh, doesn't, right? Rabbi Friedman. Right, Rabbi Friedman's above the army, you know what I'm saying? Sure. Right, exactly. But what's the shot? The shot is that, that, that speak to any three of them, and, and, and you did certain things in your life that will be with you your whole life because you did certain things. That's the way it works. People, it's, it's very, there are no, life, life in a certain way is very, very, very predictable. Things are predictable. Unhappy people, right? I say this all the time. You want to learn how to be happy, speak to two people. Yeah, Yaakov, what am I going to say? Who do you speak to? You speak to the happy person and you speak to the sad person. And the happy person, you follow what he does to make himself happy. And then you speak to the sad person and you do the exact opposite of what he does. 
That's the way it works in life. A guy who's getting up early and who's working hard, right? You speak to me, you say, what, what, what do you do? What is it that you do that you're able to be a functional guy and you don't smoke and you don't drink and you don't escape? What are you doing? What is your thinking process? It, it works all the time. It's very badukumanusa. Uh, yes, Yehuda. Yeah, yeah, please. Right. So you're assuming, so you're assuming, first of all, I hear that. Um, you're, well, again, you got you, you to gotta be confident and you got to trust yourself in what you want to do. It's not going to be like, okay, one week, uh, I want to go swimming all day. The next week, I want to learn all day. The next week, I want to jog all day. The next week, usually we're pretty consistent in what we want to do. And you'll notice in your schedule, and you'll notice in your goals, consistent goals. Usually guys are like, oh, I want to be happy this week. Next week, I want to be... You know, I want to get rid of my anxiety. Next week, I want to stop being lazy. Most of the time, you're going to pick and you're going to be drawn to what you want to accomplish. Well, again, it's not, you don't have, again, you don't have, it's not, you don't have to. It's not something that you have to do. Right, I'm saying I would try it. I would, I would start fresh. Matzei Shabbos. I would start fresh on a Monday shop and say, what are my goals for this week? What time do I want to get up early? Do I want to, do I want to exercise? How many hours do I want to spend in the base medrash? How many hours do I want to spend on my phone? Make goals. Make goals. And then at the end of the week, see, how did I do? How did I do with that? Yes, from some Karama. Is it possible that like we don't have the the tools to do what the Rob is saying? Like, is it possible that there's like um, like that there's something missing in, uh, in like I don't know what the word is like you know in a seaweed in the, like like is it possible that like I don't do this because I've just never been taught the method of of what the Rob is talking about? Because like in my mind it sounds like really good. Okay. And great. It's, like, so tomorrow, Amir Tashem, thank you, Simcharava. So tomorrow, Amir Tashem, Blin Eder, I'll bring paper for everybody, and we'll, 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 I'll teach everyone how to make goals and how to make a list of the things that you want to do and what you put next to it, and how to have a notebook of goal setting. I don't know. I know. I know how to. So I don't know. I assume that someone can sit down and you take a piece of paper and you do it. But but it could be you're right. It could be I'm assuming that um, everyone knows how to make goals. So what we could do tomorrow, bleed ender, is um, we could uh, do goal. We'll do it together. How's that?
Maybe it's true. Maybe people don't understand. You got it, guys. Good. I'm happy if some Karabas say this. You got, if you don't have a notebook on your life, if you don't have a notebook on your life, if you've never had a notebook, I'm not talking about a notebook to, to, to you know, for class, okay? Shua has a notebook here. Ben has a notebook. Whoever has a notebook that takes notes, that's great. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about if you don't have a notebook, it could be purple, red, green. I would probably do a big one. I would start with a big one. And you put the date. We'll do this tomorrow, Mitzvah Shem. You put a date on top of it. You could say week of, you know, May, whatever it is, Sunday through Thursday, and then we'll start. If you don't have a notebook of your life, then, then that's, that's a question. I would question yourself on that. I would question your, your efficiency and your effectiveness of being you if you don't have a notebook of your life, of what you're doing in your life and what it is. Now, it doesn't have to be all the time. It doesn't have to be every day. It doesn't have to be, you know, perfect. But you want to at least know how to do that. I think that's what Sipparabha said. Yeah. You don't even you don't even know right. No, yeah. If yeah. I daydream, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm eight hours. Like, I've heard the Rav say this, but like, I've never done it. Great. So, so we're going to do it, Mr. Shembley, and then tomorrow. Great. Great. It's great. And, and, and I'll say this, Mr. Shem, we'll see this tomorrow, but I'll end off with this, because it's very important. A lot of times when people make their schedules, they start with the clock. Don't start with the clock. Don't start with, I'm getting up at 6 o'clock in the morning, and I'm going to bed at, at 12 o'clock at night. Don't start with that. Don't start with that. Start with goals. I want to get up early. I want to go to sleep early. Set goals. And then we'll, we'll, we'll connect the timeline with the goals. Okay? Mr. Shem, we'll continue. Hashem should help us all. We should be Zoha. I want to tell you something. This is literally Hilchas Lashon Hara. Why is this Hilchas Lashon Hara? Because the reason people speak Lashon Hara is because their life is not as valuable as that other guy's life. And no offense to anybody with social media. I don't know what social media is. I have no idea what the taiva of social media is. I have no idea what it is. But I can just tell you one thing. Anybody who is on social media and looks at someone else, and I'm sorry if I'm insulting anyone about anything, and I'm not judging anyone, and everyone's beautiful. But if you spend time looking at somebody else's life, again, I'm going to say it again. If you spend time looking at someone else's life, that's a big question mark about your life. Because you don't want to be, you don't want to be somebody who is living in the world of someone else's life. You want to be so busy and so um, into your own life, and so I don't know if the word is obsessed, but it's much deeper. You want to be so caring about your life and how you're living your life, and I don't have time to look at. Were you showing me someone else's? What they're doing in their life, like what, what, like what? I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't even know what that means. To take up the mental energy of someone else's life, you're taking away from the mental energy and the emotional energy in dealing with your life. So with that in mind, and that's where lashon hara comes in. Lashon hara comes in. It's just more or less just mind your own business. There's enough in your business. There's enough in your life to be occupied with and and uh, busy with. And if it's not. 
then question yourself. Why, why is it not? And how can I make it like that? Shem should help us not, not be haunted by our past or worried by, by, by our future, but to realize that the greatest thing we could do for our past and our future is to have an amazing today. So have an amazing first day of the rest of your life.